the Desert Island Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Welcome to Desert Island Discs. This season, we're telling homegrown success stories. I'm Flavia Tumusime. My first guest is a deliberate decision. Well, Uganda recorded a total of 473,000 tourists in 2020, right smack in the middle of COVID. To paint that picture for you, we generated about 518 million US dollars in the tourism sector alone. And that's in a bad season, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this man, my first guest, has spent many years championing Uganda to the world. Well, and to ask the citizens, he owns and runs Great Lakes Safaris, a very sizable investment in Uganda's tourism sector. He has received various awards and recognition for literally loving his own country. Please welcome from Luakaka to the world. Good evening. Amos Wekesa Masaba. What does Wekesa mean? Harvest season is called Likesa. So if you're born during that Likesa of harvest, you're mm. called Wekesa. Wekesa. If you're a man, then you're called Nekesa if you're a lady. I've had Nekesa. So now I put two and two together. Yeah. So I, I've had countless conversations with you. And I don't think in the conversations we've had, I've heard of or heard, heard you mention a bit about your early childhood. Yeah. You know, where you say, is it Luakaha? Oh, I almost got it. I don't think I've heard you actually talk about growing up and, and that sort of thing. So I don't really know that background. So maybe today's a good day for me to learn. Ah. Yes. No, I was born in 1973. So okay. I turned 50 next year and I'm excited about Wonderful. it. In a village called Wakaka. It's actually it's attached to Wakaka, but it's between two villages, Wakaka and Bumbo. Of course, we, my mom had um, quite a number of us. Uh, our first born was from a different dad, second oh, born okay. from a different dad. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a very complicated uh, situation. Yeah. My mom and dad depended oh. on um, smuggling, you know, sugar, tea leaves. Uh, it was intense time of the of, of Uganda going through struggles. The war, yeah. There was. And yes, the reality is that things like sugar, tea leaves in our areas were so we yes. had to go because we were at the border of Kenya and Uganda. Mm. So we definitely spent a lot of time. Uh, my family spent a lot of time smuggling. So as kids, we joined in. I think I joined in about the age of seven. I, I was also you said we, which meant that you also as children had to take part in this. Yeah, but we joined later. We I joined, I think, smuggling at the age of seven. You say it now like it was um, a normal thing. Yeah, it was normal for every kid. Yeah, It was actually much easier for the kids to smuggle at that time. Right. Uh, because the army, we call them Jesus really working against smugglers mm. they were much softer on the children on the children as opposed to the adults mm-hmm. so every family pretty much had kids going to smuggle so there was nothing unique about our oh, family i'm hearing sugar how do you smuggle something like sugar it wasn't, it wasn't sugar alone it was sugar tea leaves bread uh, so sodas. in one smuggle or in one go what are you doing putting it in in, in your clothes i mean i'm, I'm wondering yeah. how that works so what what actually used to happen mm. would leave homes at 6 a.m 5 a.m as kids okay. mm-hmm. there was be one who is an elder or someone who goes along with the kids mm-hmm. and so you start at six or five and so where are you getting it from, from is, kenya. let's assume this is a business yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you're getting your supply from somewhere we're getting it from kenya so we had to cross we had to cross the river in the morning and walk maybe three hours two hours wow uh, as kids course running mm. what actually used to happen was that then elders would buy say 50 kilos of sugar and then you say 10 kids yes so you each of you takes one kilo of sugar say five kilometers mm. and then you hide it somewhere in the bush yeah then you come back get another kilo like that 
Uh, right. And then you go to you start again from where you finished. Yes. Then you start ferrying those kilos another one kilometer in front. Wow. So you couldn't carry three kilometers. You're yeah. limited the number of kilos of sugar. So they, you relay bits and bits. Absolutely. Mm. So you start about five, five or four a.m. or three wow. a.m. I mean, over not three a.m. but uh, six a.m. Mm-hmm. as kids. Just to be able to get a stretch of some smuggled goods to a, a certain ab- point. Absolutely. So wow. you would be back say about six. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very easy process. First of all, you walk so many kilometers. Yeah. You'd be doing say fifteen kilometers mm-hmm. in an area which you'd have done five kilometers, or you do twenty wow. kilometers. You know, that's exactly what you saw happen. Mm. And so and then you had to take it to a place called Magari. Okay. Which was also maybe what, 10 kilometers away. At that time, of course, there was also very many risks involved. Yes. So you'd cross the river, River Wakaka actually, and it's okay in the morning. Then it has rained in the evening. Yeah. I don't know how many times I were near, how many times kids were swept by water. Oh no. Died. I I think I near died so many times. I'm not a very perfect Christian, mm-hmm. but I believe that God exists. Mm. When I just look at my own life, how many times I nearly was washed away by yeah. water and how many times your story wasn't supposed to end this way? Absolutely. Yeah, there are too many times. So when you look at that, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to live a life where I'm so scared about people, right. about things, <laughs> about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, God is in charge. Wow. All you have to do is just be a human being. So yeah, that was my childhood. And wow. But smugglers are, are like, you know, fishermen. They're like hunters. Mm. They never think about long-term things. My family, my parents would drink and invite their friends after they've made a small profit. Eat as you earn. Yeah, eat as you earn. <laughs> yeah. They would not think about... Even the house, the small house we're, sli- we're living in, we're living in a grass-thatched house that one part was not thatched well. You'd, I remember very well when it rained, we'd all sit in one area as kids. And wait it out. And wait until it rains, finishes, and we find ways. We never, we're just sleeping on a mat, mm. and we really depend on our mother's garments to cover ourselves wow. as kids. And yet, I mean, the smuggling, was the you, family making money? Some money, yeah. If okay. It wasn't too much money, but you don't need a lot of money to grow money. No. Yeah, you need just right focus. Mm. Priority, say, let me buy a mattress for kids or let me... Yeah, that was not a priority for them. One of the reasons why I've never taken alcohol. Anymore. Yeah, it's also because of my background. Right. I, I thought if I drink, I might end up like how my parents were. Right. as number one. But I also went to schools which had quite a number of kids who drank a lot, who were very brilliant mm. and never turned out to be anything Any. because uh, of over drinking. So it really affected their future. So I thought wow. if I did the same, I would probably be of no use as well uh, i want to know what your first song choice will be i know you've done this you've been cast away in the desert island disc before and i'm curious to know your music probably has changed i think amazing grace well it, it actually speaks well to what you just talked about yeah. that you wouldn't have been here no i wouldn't if it wasn't for the grace of god yeah. amazing grace desert island discs on capital fm fresh hits for uganda Sing him, pay the price, and Jesus bore it all. I've heard them sing, I'm coming home, and heed the master's call. I've heard them sing the modern songs and songs of long ago. But amazing grace, so sweet the sound is the sweetest song I know. Amazing grace, so sweet the sound. Oh, how sweet is the sound, no sweeter sound, no sweeter sound in this life be good.
Welcome back. That was amazing grace. I still have my guest Amos Wekesa. Before the break you were telling us about um your start. And one of the lessons because this is a success um edition we want to learn. And one of the things you said even before I asked, yeah. you wished they had prioritized better <laughs> your parents, yeah. you know, because it's not like they were not making money. Any yeah. money is useful if you plan yes. well. Yes. That's a good lesson to learn. But I'm I'm now curious to how you come from such a life yeah. to carving out who you are today. We live in season. And uh, in those seasons, we get seeds, you know, and that's why I tell people that don't let those who are eating their harvest push you into eating your seed. Yes. You see what I'm talking yes. about? You must understand who you are. Good gem. But I, one thing that you've spoken about, why do people, why do young people think, for example, that you woke up and things just happened? Yeah. It's because we're in an environment where you live in a neighborhood and you know this person does not work hard. You know that they don't do much, but they're very wealthy. Yes. And you can't explain where things are coming from. I've done the same thing for 20, next year I'll make 26 years. Yeah. Done tourism and tourism and tourism and tourism. I had to look at my own background. I've always reflected on where I've come from. Yeah. And my dream was to change where I'd come from. As a kid, of course, I left my village in 1983 and I went to be I went to a children's home because my parents were extremely poor because of the things they used to do. Mm-hmm. So in the children's home, then I got a chance to go to school. So I went to a school at the age of 10, 1983. But when I went to secondary school, I went to senior one at the age of 17. So my hormones were working, everything was, you know, I was, so I started deteriorating because, of course, deteriorating in terms of class, but not deteriorating because of in terms of learning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that learning has so many aspects beyond just reading a book. And were you a curious young man? Yeah, I did lots of acting. I did lots of sports. I did lots of scouting. And I tell people today, some of the things that have helped me, so many of the aspects that have helped me are aspects that were outside class. You know, because sports, I did individual sports, which gave me a chance to compete on my own, get discouraged on my own things that I do with my my children. But I also did group sports, which helps you understand how to deal with people. Teams. Teams and building uh, teams, disagreeing and agreeing. Uh, I'm not the type who disagrees with people and never want to talk to them, you know, unless you're so bad, yeah? unless you're negative energy. I don't like negative energy around me. But if I know someone has spoken, I give them a chance, we speak again. That is what I believe in as Amos. The ability to talk to people. Leadership, I did a lot of leadership throughout school as a kid. These are things that we need to encourage our children to do because that's why you have sometimes 
professors they have no confidence in speaking to people they have no ability to network mm-hmm. you know so in 96 i'd failed my a levels they put me on the bus to come to kampala oh. from the children's home to come and do a certificate in tourism so when i came to kampala i already had lots of good skills like networking so i was very easy to network with people but also the right attitude was um, the tour- certificate in tourism my choice no in 1996 had finished my A levels and i remember very well regretting why i had not put in a lot of effort in school and asked god and said god you gave me all the chance to go to school because much as we struggled and suffered in the home they paid my school fees so if i had been serious i would have probably done extremely very very well hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard absolutely i had a good brain i just never put in the time, the time. A Canadian doctor comes home to the children's home and tells my guardian and says just take that guy to do a certificate in tourism. Okay. And that's how I ended in Kampala. <laughs> in. I can't say I contributed to it. Yeah. And I think that's why God brings angels along the way. But I also knew working hard is not enough. No. There are certain things I have to be careful about as an individual. I was 23 years old mm-hmm. when I did my A levels. My circumcision we call it bamakoki. Bamakoki are people you get circumcised with. So what happens is that you get circumcised in the even year and in the odd year you're expected to marry. So I got circumcised at the age of 17. Oh. So I was expected in the village to marry at the age of 18. Really? Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, I had no clue that it was representative of that. Yeah, because they're transforming into manhood. Wow. But at our time, circumcision is not the circumcision our great great grandparents had. Yeah. Because you see, the mothers brought up children especially the boys until the age of 9 and the age of 9 they were handed over to the elders elder men who went with to them train. to teach them the skills of hunting of looking after the family they spent time with them mm-hmm. today kids at the age of 9 have probably met fathers who are drunkards who never turn up who never you know they don't have that chance to be trained so by the age of 17 a child had spent time with older men been transformed they were actually mature enough by 18 they were able to uh, defend the family be able to hunt and bring back food you know but at 23 i didn't even have that yes it's true i was hard working but i had not been mentored by a group of men right. to become a man mm-hmm. working hard was not enough i needed to make sure that i would not have a kid at the age of 23 if you said you didn't have the training yes. of the elders yes. you suddenly didn't have the examples or people who were no. deciding what you were deciding at 23 to say let me hold off on having a family until I'm ready. Yeah. So where was this mindset coming from? No you observe society. Mm. You see that a young man has gotten into hard work just because he's gotten five kids, six kids and because these kids are human beings. They have to be looked after and you know. So I came to Kampala when I arrived Kampala 96. I joined Students Baptist Student Center. I I looked for a place which would rhyme with what my desires and dreams were. So Baptist Student Center I was making popcorns for university kids every Friday. Thank God it's a Friday. I was cleaning, I was helping arranging chairs, and then later I was put into the leadership of the people who were that was Baptist Student Center one day. For your younger but at that time it was a lot of nah, a lot of people coming in. So that was my piece of my but at the same time the leaders were not extremely far from who I was. They also struggling. So I started learning from them about Kampala and most of the people in the place actually had backgrounds that were like mine. Similar, similar to mine. Mm-hmm. Uh so I learned how to live a low life to be, you know, work hard, humble, continue, humble yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course then I looked for another place. Uh, that is um, sharing hall so i used to do sports there so I, after my certificate i started as a as a cleaner mm. so when i started as a cleaner every evening at 5 i would go and do a sport to kill off the energy so i go home i'm tired and just sleep so i'm not thinking about anything else interesting you're just a man you're a human being so yes. if you don't have things that fill the gap yes in terms of killing your energy in terms of the killing the you extra put the energy. energy somewhere i'm full of energy as a person i'm still 
Even now, I'm still a lot of full of energy. Now. I, I, I like that. And somebody who's listening to your success story, this part of it helps young people today. And this is why there's a lot of doing a bit of everything. Yeah. This that's what I'm reading from who you were. Yeah. You you were trying whatever was there. Yes. Because it wasn't just about I'm a cleaner. Yes. It is what I can learn while I'm here. Yes. Who I'm learning from. Yes. Whereas today people will just say, I don't want to be a cleaner because that's all they're seeing in the role. A yes. cleaner. They don't they forget who's in the building that you're yeah. cleaning. Yeah. They forget who you interact with, yes. which is a strength that you um actually had. Your second song before I get into how we actually then became the tourism experts. What's your second pick? I like hymns, you know. That's okay. Well with my soul, mm-hmm. you know. It's I love that song. It is well yeah. with my soul. Desert Island Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Oh, 
it is well with my soul. He said he loves hymns. So I'm guessing by the time we get to our fifth pick, you will already have taken note of the hymns to love. Amos Wekesa is still with us and he was doing a bit of everything. What has stood out is sports. And he said as a young man, he needed to put his energy somewhere. Still does as yeah. a man. <laughs> he needed oh, to yeah. put his energy somewhere. And I've seen you very deliberate with raising your children. I know we've had conversations uh, on a friendship level about how I'm in awe of how much of a present father you are. Yeah. I know that's not celebrated much in today's society because yeah. when they say father and present in the same sentence, it's not common stories. Yeah. They're there, but they're not common. And hearing you say that as a young man at 23, you chose not to get married, yeah. not to have children, yeah. because you said, let me first succeed. Not even a girlfriend, by the way. Not, wow, not no, even a girlfriend. Nothing, nothing. That's the reason why I was so engaged in activities, because even a girlfriend, it's costly. Mm. You, you you start removing the small little money, you start getting frustrated. That's how you become a thief, <laughs> to try and please the girl. So when you hear people today saying, per transport money, you, uh, you understand the frustration. Absolutely, I know it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm intrigued, because today's society, a 23-year-old would have so much peer pressure. Did yeah. you not have any? I did, I did. I okay. mean, the, the village, it was hard. Even my own mother, I would go to the village to see her once in a while, and she has prepared this girl with hot comb. Oh. That used to happen. They actually thought I was useless. I was not a man enough. But these guys did not understand that they're struggling. Life is so hard. And I knew that if I'm patient, one day things will change for me. Right. And when they change for me, they will change for them too. Yes. My mother did not see that. I remember her telling me, get children and leave them with me here. I told my mother, you're sleeping in the house that is terrible. You repeat a cycle. I cannot. My responsibility that I got to know very early is to break the chain of poverty. Yes. If we're going to break a chain of poverty, you must appreciate patience. You must appreciate hard work. You must appreciate getting there quickly, you know, arriving, you know, arrivals. Yes. Yeah, very, very quickly. You have to make choices on what you buy, what you don't buy, you know. Even now I have to do that. But also it's choices. Like, you know, I lived in Zambia yesterday. I paid $200 for rent for very, very, many, many years yeah. when I could afford probably a thousand or two thousand dollars a home. Yeah. You know, but it's choices. You know, when you're doing, when you're trying to push for survival. Mm. I've said you avoid cost centers. Yes. So cost centers can be relatives, mm. can be you know wife, can be any destruction, any destruction mm. that takes away from you. So the first thing that you look for in life is a skill. I had finished my certificate after nine months, and I was a cleaner in a tourism office. I was an office messenger in a tourism company, and I'm leading. I'm very observant person. I'm a learner personally. Right. At that time, I saved enough money to learn how to drive. Right. So I would do office messaging. I would also drive, drive. people to the airport or go and right, like a know. cab service. Yeah, like the company used mm. to do that. So I would also drive my boss's kids. That was right. one of my responsibilities. Then my third job, uh, I became a tour guide. So by the age of 28 is when I began Great Lake Safaris in a briefcase. Although it sounds to me like tourism sort of happened to you. It wasn't something you left the village aiming for. You know how no. today we have dreams and I want to be this, I want to be that. It doesn't sound like that for you. I was growing up as a kid, I wanted to be a policeman. I always thought that police people had lots of powers over cars. I always admired <laughs> the traffic policemen. But of course, I didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. I had dreams, but they were not supported by any... And here you are with proximity to tourism. Yes. And you're growing there. When I became an office messenger, I could see. I, I'd be the one going to Queen Elizabeth National Park to hand money to the tour guides in a mm. bus in the night. I would do. That's what my responsibility. I could see what they're doing. I would admire. I would also learn. Mm. 
then I would also read about, you know, just preparing myself. You need to prepare yourself. Because the first thing you look for in life is actually skill. Yes. The second thing you look in life when you have got a skill is uh, networking. So however skilled you are, if you don't have the networks for people to give you a chance to apply yourself, yes. then you're useless. The third thing will come automatic, money. That's why you see people struggle. You go and do courses that don't have serious skill and you probably get a job. Because we're jumping straight to the money. Yes, you jump straight to the money. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see, you can find a politician. It's been in, made so much money. And the moment they drop them in one year, they have no money, they're yes. broke. Why? Because they have no skill to offer society. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Because I've had it for the money. So by 28, I was so skilled. I knew for sure I can survive in tourism. Mm. And when I started again, no girlfriend, nothing. Yeah, it was me. I, I started, <laughs> I registered a company. Yeah. I got my first uh, phone number. Mm. And then I had a plastic briefcase. In that plastic briefcase, I had an invoice, a receipt book, mm. uh, and that phone. So then I would go to Watoto Church. Uh, whenever the wedding meetings I attend okay. and when they ask for cars for weddings for example right, I would have stopped Flavio on the road and I can see he's driving uh, that time it was 190 Mercedes Benz mm. I would stop people from the streets and I say what do you use your strangers. cars for? strangers and then I would take pictures of those cars wait so, so this is you trying to say that I have cars for hire yes which are not mine and then you stop Flavio on the street and say I like your Mercedes but before that briefcase that briefcase had pictures of they used to attend they called him Corona Chivina yeah? yes yes then they had um, Mercedes Benz the richest used to wed in 190 Mercedes Benz at that time yes so I, I had made sure that I had made all the contacts. So I would stop a person in Mercedes Benz and say, what do you use your car for over the weekends? I can actually get you business. I had different cars, Coronas, whatever, pictures in my So, so if, I, if I, a stranger, accepted you take a picture of my car and then yes, keep it I, and then... And they take your number. Right. And then I go and look for business. So I would go to National Theater and attend wedding meetings where I'm not invited. Yeah. And especially with strangers. How do you, how do they even get to the point of saying this young Amos Wakesa, why not take my car for the weekend? Not everybody trusted me. Mm. The reality is that some guys will abuse me, you know. But you know, when you are poor, you don't <laughs> yeah. care. Now that I have You're a like bit next. Of, yeah, now that I have a bit of money, so when you abuse me, I'm like, ah, shut up. Yes. But that time, I just said next, and mm-hmm. life moves on. So now I would attend wedding meetings, and I say, yeah, guys, I can provide the cars. Then they would give me the money. Somehow, there was a bit of trust. And every Saturday, uh, by 5 a.m., I would have walked from Zambia, where you're living in a, in, a, in a slum, okay. to Watoto Washing Bay. And I would make sure that the, the owner of the car comes. I would not drive the cars. Right. And so I would charge Mrs. Ben, say, 150,000 shillings. Mm-hmm. And I would give the owner 100,000 shillings. Okay. Coronas were 60,000 shillings. I would charge 100,000 shillings for them. Then I would make 40,000 shillings. Don't forget, I was paying 5,000 shillings for my single room mm. per month in a, in a slum. Uh, sometimes you'd pay people and they would not so I had to keep some money they would not turn up ah, the owners ah, of the cars yes. and they've taken the for money for a bit of the risk yes mm. so but between that time and now for the last 25 years no single person in this Kampala can say Amos cheated me I, I believe that you need to be comfortable in who you are yes. you have to protect your name yes it's, 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 it's everything you will not be rich overnight you will not make money overnight but slowly you get better that's what I believe in. The briefcase business becomes tourism. That's growing. After nine months, I got my first office. Oh. And uh, on Rainbow Arcade. When, you, when you're in Rainbow Arcade, you I've can actually the picture. Cross, yeah, it was under their staircase. Yes, I've seen that picture. Yeah, so we're two companies. We're paying 70,000 shillings. There's a lady on the print mm. and then me. So each of us had one desk. And so I was paying 35,000 shillings. I was paying for 35,000 oh, wow. shillings a wow. month. I was extremely excited at that time. So I was an office messenger, the cleaner, the, the guy. We are the business. I was a business. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's how it was. Wow. So wow. got to my first person business. So that time I already graduated a bit when yeah. I started an office. So I remember there were people like Rakojo, there were people in parliament. So I would go now to parliament. 
I get guys who are four wheel drives. I tell them I can give you a hundred thousand things every day the car works. Then I go to a tour company and say, by the way, I'm a tour guide. Ah. At the same time, I have access to cars. Yes. So you hire a car from me, but also you hire my services. Wow. As Amos. Okay. That's how it was. You started somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would drive the tourists around. Mm-hmm. Have someone in the office, should an inquiry happen? Mm. It was for cars. But I had a number of people like that. So I would pay them. I would drive, get the tourists, and make some money. The tourists that I'd guided had gone back to Holland. And it was this particular couple, Annie and, um, and Johan. Mm-hmm. They would go on um, on Lonely Planet. So people asking questions on a trip planet. Yes. I'm going to Uganda. Who do, do you know anyone? Do you know anyone? Mm. They would give them my contacts. Right. Because I had given them a good time when they were here. You left an impression. Tourist. I left an impression mm-hmm. on them. And that's how I got my first good client in 2002. She was called Cynthia. Cynthia came here from World Bank. Mm. And I organized for her a nice driver car to Queen Elizabeth National Park. She loved her. So trip. this time you were doing everything, not just driving. You're yeah. planning the entire yes, trip. Yes, I'm planning the whole entire right. trip. So she went for three days oh. to Queensbridge National Park and said, this is one of the most beautiful trips wow. I've ever had in my life. Now, that, so there's a group that was coming in May from World Bank to do research on malaria. Mm-hmm. So they come and they also want to travel with me. We, we, Cynthia traveled with you and she recommended you to us. Yes. I was shocked in May 2002. I take them to Queen Elizabeth National. I get them a guide, a driver, and a guy who knew about 600 different species of birds called Martin wow. O'Court. Brilliant. I was in school with him. So there was one guy that was shocked about the knowledge of this guy. Mm. He's a bad man of Uganda. Mm. I've enjoyed my trip and I'm going to the US and I have to do something. Yes. You know, those voices come. And when I was young, I the used to dream think, is too big. Yeah. You are poor. You come from a poor background. You're going to go anywhere. So at that time, as a kid, I used to be angry. But now I realize that when people tell you you cannot go anywhere, they're simply telling you it's their personal sentiments. Mm. That's what they think of themselves. Yes. You cannot go anywhere. So, but I just pushed on. Wow. So July 2002, I've taken out this group from World Bank. I've paid all my, I paid for the car. Mm-hmm. But now I'm struggling to pay the rent. I have one employee. Life was extremely hard and these voices were coming. Oh no. What's your third pick before we get into the juicy story? Um, I actually don't have like favorite artists. I'm not a big song a person, but I love listening to him. So I don't even know who sings. All right. Yeah. We'll pick a hymn for you as your third song. Desert yeah. Island Discs on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Let this glory above to be 
So you've paid at this point have you paid to zero before when for the break you yes. you had you were trying to I've remove the debt I have paid to zero but now I'm now struggling I'm getting yes. all these voices and yeah. did you start to look at your dream and say mm, I doubted many times okay. very very many times <laughs> <laughs> I have failed more times than I've actually succeeded in my right. life but that helps but you see the thing is that at that time the, the greatest thing, sweep on that I had mm-hmm. is that I had no burden Ah, yes. So I had no child, no girlfriend, nothing. So that decision you made earlier was yes. actually paying off. Was paying off. Yes. Because if I had a child, you cannot go and tell a child no. I have a big dream and today we're not going to have milk. No. Yeah, there's no food today. It doesn't work like no, that. No, it doesn't. No, however beautiful a wife is. No. She has to eat. Yes. Yeah, they don't, they don't nobody eats love. And then the village had said no because I realized at one point I was trying to help the village but I never had so it was just bringing me down so I thought let me first build myself before I can build others wow. you can only give out what you have you in life you can't give out what you don't have you know and you must be comfortable enough in your giving yes. you know at that time yes. and one of the reasons why many people cannot succeed is because people wake up every morning to just support say village black tax yeah, yeah black tax and they don't know how to say no to certain things anyway so 22nd November I get a phone call Hello Amos, my name is Tom Carter. I traveled with you in May. Okay. My trip was the best trip I've ever had in life. And by the way, I am an editor with the Washington Times. I wrote a piece, Hards by Pass Uganda. Such a beautiful country without mm. tourists. If I'd paid for the newspaper at that yes. time, I would have paid $200,000. First group of tourists come. Second group of tourists come. From Third this article. Group, eh, it was crazy. And first group I would buy a first car, second car, third car, fourth car, minibuses. But not for me. For the business. I am not changing where I'm staying. I You're am so scared. In the- yes. Oh, wow. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was lived in a slum. I never changed where I was staying. Wow. I can tell you. I mean, even me to buy my first car. I bought my first car when we had got Kailan in 2005. End Your of 2005. Born. My wife used to walk to town everywhere she was going. I remember at many points, uh, she would meet fellow Mzungu women in town and say, you've married a very poor man. <laughs> you've done it now. <laughs> yeah, that, that was bad for her. That was, I remember one time she got stuck in the car, in the car, in a taxi behind the seat because she was heavily pregnant oh. with Karen, you know. But we never lacked in terms of what to eat, in terms of, because I just told her, you the know luxuries what? you did not. Absolutely. I just said, you know, Amy, we're going to succeed in future. Mm. This is what I will be able to do. Let's just invest and invest and invest the little money we get. But of course I could now see. By the time I started dating, I, I knew, you know what? I can be able to look after yes. family. That's the only time I started. And she came to volunteer at the Baptist Center, by the way, where I had gone. Oh. Yeah, she had come as a missionary. 
So if oh, you that's how you met. Yeah. So right. if you if you wanna marry a very rich <laughs> Muzungu, you don't you don't marry a missionary. No. <laughs> They're also supported by other exactly. people. Exactly. But she's a good she's a good wife. Aisha's I mean, yeah, we have like every couple we have our own issues. Mm. But the reality is that without her I don't think I would be where I am today. Interesting. And when I'm saying without her I wouldn't be where I am, I am meaning her lifestyle. She's very basic person. Yes. You have three children. Yes. Now and from what you've said we've seen on Twitter that's it. For yeah. You. No, after the third child I went for a vasectomy. You're a different man, Amos. Yeah. No, I had a dream. Yeah. This dream has to be achieved. I got my first born at the age of 33. Mm-hmm. You know, and in my village that was too Late. old. <laughs> yeah, and however hard I would have worked as a person if I had not had this discipline, I would not be where, I'm, where I am today. So you have to have decisions. You have to make decisions. It's very very important to make decisions. So you are that father you had wished to have Absolutely. for your children. Absolutely. And I mean and I'm enjoying. Do it. your children know your story? They do. What do they uh, think? Yeah, they have very different opinions. <laughs> my son tells me, but dad, you tell us about where you came from. Yeah. yeah. Your dad was poor and your mom was poor. Yeah. But my dad is not poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. That was but your not problem. Mine. Absolutely. But yeah. so my children, you've never met them say per se but my children will go we can go and eat katogo anywhere we've been riding bikes through to karamoja we've uh, done very tough stuff you know yeah. posho is their favorite food mm-hmm. you know th- there is no airs about my children in fact i remember one time when motocross in adgaruga and a parent asked me why is it that your children can freely interact with the village kids mm-hmm. i said because they see me interact with the village yeah. guys around garuga and, mm-hmm. and we go anyway so they have to learn from me yes. and i, I remember Two weeks ago or three weeks ago my daughter starts a conversation and said but that for a long time we thought you're extremely very poor person <laughs> i said but i'm able to pay school fees i'm able to give you what you you know bare minimum yeah bare minimum and and yeah i had i told my wife that if we improved i was going to build a house for all of us when i was 35 mm-hmm. when i was 35 I th- there were two choices either to think about building a lodge or build our own home and you chose the business so you chose the business mm-hmm. my wife was very patient with that you know simba safari so come. the opportunities were there to build your home yes. but then you chose to invest the money which yes. now yes. the businesses are bringing back money yes but it's not but work. it's not that i didn't have at that time i was young and i'd been advised by you know the owners of Susie house where i was a tenant my, yes. my landlords so that also bought properties i'd bought empty lands mm. quite a number of places across the country i was been advised that when you're young don't struggle to buy land in the city go 40 kilometers and i did that some of the most wise decisions i've ever made in my life yeah. in terms of investment so it's not that i never had properties per se mm-hmm. i never had just a home i also learned that cash flows are king of assets mm-hmm. if the assets cannot produce cash flows that's what that's what exactly it is yeah jobs are not necessarily cash flows because if you yeah. wake up and you're fired that cash flow is done. Yeah. It's having something on the side that can actually bring you resources. Mm. Uh, jobs give you a chance to learn. Jobs can give you a chance to network. Right. Uh, but you need to be comfortable. You need to be able to pay your bills. You see, for you to think about long-term things, investing big. Yes. The first thing stage you have to deal with is your basics. Our fourth song, have you thought of something? Um, when you took with me on stage like this, you have to find me a him. So uh, another hymn it will be. Yeah. Desert Island Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Mm-hmm. 
Amos Wakesa is our first guest in this success stories edition. You have made so much success out of the tourism business. Uh, recently, a guy just told me, Amos, you're so lucky. And I said, I'm not just lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, the word lucky is, is misused. Yes. And the reason why they are saying this is because they're saying, hey, you just wake up and you're doing the Renzori Marathon. Yes. And you are happening putting in for you. 800 million shillings. Yes. Uh, is putting in 150 million shillings. You don't Coca-Cola. believe it's a bit of luck? I don't think so. I, I thought about Renzori Marathon five years ago. Yeah. I started marketing. People can trust my name. People know that I will do what I want to do. Yes. Don't forget that a lot of people that follow me say on Facebook or follow me on Twitter, I write about things that I do. You've been my friends for yes. some time. You can see that when I write about elephant plants, I will explain to you from the day. I say it's just it a started, field. a thought. This is where the yes. brick is. This is where it is. You can see the whole process. Mm-hmm. I'm explaining to you the whole process. That I follow through things I talk about. That not many people follow through things they talk about. So your results are a big reason as to why people keep believing in you. They Absolutely. build the trust for you for Abs- the network. Ab- absolutely. Imagine that. Yeah, I'm just a takeoff because I now know. Like I was telling a friend of mine recently, I said, yes, it's true, we have made some success. Mm. But the reality is that for me to know, for example, in accommodation and exactly what to do, it's only the last four years that I've actually understood exactly what to do. You know, now I know what to do. I know where to go. I know what to do for to go to where I want to go. So it's taken me over 16 years. So Great Lake Safaris is tourism. Yes. People come in. You plan everything pretty much. Yeah, 100%. I do what they call all-inclusive safaris. And, and not just people coming in. Even us, Ugandans here. Yes. Because I've been actually, you know, 
two, three actually yes. of your places, and it's amazing what you've done. Three actually, yeah. Three, yes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued on now because if you're takeoff, it's not about having made money in tourism or yeah. adding another lodge. Yes. What is it that you're aiming for? Where are you throwing the dirt? I found my purpose in life. Okay. And Which the pop- is what? Purpose in life is to inspire people. Is to, and I'm not going to inspire people by simply just talking words. Mm. Purpose in life is to create jobs. There's no one going to create the jobs. And I'm not going to encourage people to go into tourism when I'm not succeeding in it. Yeah. And one of the reasons why many people have come into tourism because of me yeah. is because they've seen that it actually works. works. Yeah. So if I just woke up and it's not working for me and I'm telling you guys, Try I'm not this. able to pay my bills. Da, 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 da. No, it, it, it doesn't. Mm. I also want to be an example to my own kids. My two sons and daughter, extremely very hardworking. Mm. The reason they're hardworking is because they see a hardworking dad. Yeah. You know, they know dad wakes up every day in the morning. I, I mean... Uh, he works hard, he comes back, he follows through things. So I also want to be that example to them. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm in a country which is so gifted and yet so poor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying, you know what? No one's going to change this poverty. I have to be part of the solution. It is every Ugandan to wake up and say, man, I spent so much money in the bar, in the drinking every night or, yeah. or, or happening. Of what use are you going to be to the country? Mm-hmm. You cannot complain about a country that you cannot help in the growth. I like complaining about politicians sometimes. But first do your part before you complain about these politicians. Yes. Have you ever considered politics? No, I'm not a politician. I mean, you know, politics is a science of governing mm. society. Yeah. But a lot of what we see is an art of lying to society. I believe that I can influence mindset. I do not need to have a position. And that's what people always think, that you need to have a position. You need to, to be influence. a minister of tourism. Mm. They, probably the best I can do is become an advisor mm-hmm. uh, on, say, for example, tourism matters. Yeah. That, that I would do. But in terms of carry a briefcase for me, carry my bag for me, that's stupidity. I would not enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be a normal guy, go and eat my katogo, do whatever I want to do. The freedom I have today, I can ride a bicycle to wherever I want to go. I can go climbing the Renzori's, struggle with it. That's, that's what I want to enjoy in my life. That's what my life is all about. Um, as we start to wrap, you took a shift. Yeah. One day we woke up and you invaded Twitter, Facebook, and this, you know, social media. And yeah. I think there's a time you were, as usual, when you people trended in Uganda, they trend for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were trending on Twitter for the wrong reasons yeah, and yeah. wrong perception. And people yeah. are wondering, why didn't this guy just stay where he was? Yeah. Why did he decide to come on social media? Yeah. That decision, was it your children who influenced you? No, it's actually my wife. Ah. My wife kept saying, Amos, you have so much knowledge mm-hmm. that so many people could benefit from. Yes. But I didn't know. Even today, I don't know how to set up a Facebook page. Interesting. I don't know. So my wife set up my first Facebook page. Ah. With the one which has a limitation of 5,000 people mm-hmm. and then maybe I have another 20,000 yes. people profile. Mm-hmm. You know, A kid comes, young man comes last year in October and says, hey, do you know that if you wrote what you write on Facebook, on Twitter, massive, that people will follow you. Mm-hmm. You have... Over 3,000 people mm. following you without you writing anything. Mm-hmm. So he taught me how to do threads. Mm. Uh, and you are a master of threads now. Absolutely, I write threads, <laughs> you know. And today I've had, from October last year to now, I've had over 54,000 new followers. And it's a business as well. Because yes. one, every Friday there's a market day, people make money. Mm. But I also, once in a while, talk about things I do. Yes. Primate Lodge, Elephant Prince. It's a marketing tool. But mm. it's also a chance to give, I write stories about other people. Mm. And it just makes people love it. People, yeah. people enjoy those stories. Look at people who succeed. They, yeah. they have to control the media. Yes. Have to have a, the narrative. You have to control your narrative. Yes. Because otherwise people start giving your narrative. Mm. And of course, you don't expect that people will be happy with you. Mm. It's like people are pushing me to speak about Sebi Tature. Yeah. You know, and I said, guys, I am not at the level where I wake up in the morning to discuss a person. 
anyone mm. who can go to a bank and borrow over 10 million dollars that's a, that guy is the different league you're, you're the two different levels there's a different <laughs> le- yeah there's a different leagues he has bigger problems he has ability to handle bigger problems than i yeah, can exactly. handle you know yeah. what do you believe because we have a beautiful country very okay there's a lot of potential if somebody came like they did years ago to you and said i cannot believe what i came and saw yeah. what is it why are we not breaking through I think generally our leaders are from a conservative background. Mm-hmm. It's not a population that thinks about productivity. Mm. It's a population that thinks about consumption. We celebrate consumption. We don't celebrate productivity. Mm. You know, we're not deep. When I say we're not deep people, we will not ask questions. We will not say, where is Egypt making almost $16 billion from tourism every year? And about four five billion dollars is coming from the Nile. And we have the source to the Nile here. We have the best rafting opportunities on the same Nile in Uganda. We have the most powerful waterfalls in the world on the same Nile in Uganda. But we're not curious. If Egypt is making four or five billion dollars, what are they doing? We don't, yes. We're not smart enough to think yes. like that. Why? Flavia, the English took 200 years trying to look for the source of the Nile. World Bank studies show that if we utilize Lake Victoria, East Africa would make $63 billion a year through marine tourism, yeah. fishing, and transport. But our Ugandan side is probably the most blessed part of Lake Victoria. Those islands and that part of it would be equivalent to our national budget every year in terms of earnings if we were serious about it. You have Chibali National Park where you were at Primate Lodge. It has the highest concentration of primates of any national park in the world. 795 square kilometers with over 1,500 individual chimpanzees. Nothing like that anywhere in the world. Budongo is the second best place in the world to see the chimpanzees in the world. You've got average the best weather in the world. And when you look about weather, you're going to think weather. If you want to make a country successful, it must be involved in international business. And if a country is involved in international business, there are two indicators. Number one, how many people go through your airport every single year? Number two, how many international chains of hotels do you have? For us, we wake up every morning shout, Arsenal. Rwanda is not shouting Arsenal. Rwanda is actually marketing <laughs> itself. Their on brand a, on a their shirt. Brand on a shirt. Mm. Number two, marketing a country is not cheap. You know it, Flavia. Yeah. If I'm going to ask Flavia to market me, it's not going to be very cheap. I have to pay for it. Yeah. Rwanda is not using less than $20 million, $30 million to market themselves. But they know how much money. When they investment. Just, the first year they put money in Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Even us Ugandans, we like complaining. You know, we, we like <laughs> bashing. Very useless group of people. Sometimes we are. You know, I, I must put myself in it. Sometimes if we think wrongly. But the first year they had a 21% growth. Of investing with Arsenal, you know. Now we should be thinking in that direction. Mm. Our leaders are all following these teams. They're following these <laughs> things. Why yeah. can't they say, like, do something about it? Yeah. I was talking about, for example, Uganda Airlines. It's such was such a fantastic thing I to set up. Mm. But why is it going the same direction it's going? I was telling guys, if you put up a national carrier, it's an infrastructure, it's not necessarily a business. Yes. When Rwanda Rwanda Air, for example, has not started flying to New York yet. But I'm a member of American Two Operators Association. I go to the U.S. every December to congregate with these guys to business. But from 2013, Rwanda Air has been marketing Chigari New York route. They have not even started going there. Kenya Airways started flying to New York in, in September 2018. But they started marketing Kenya Airways in the U.S. in 2013. For us, we're saying we're going to London in uh, November. Even me, I didn't know. I just got to know it this week. <laughs> Imagine that. We're going to Kenya. Flavia is sad. I was looking at statistics. And I, like I told you, I like statistics. Mm. I saw that weekly flights out of Nairobi to Mombasa are 120 flights a week. Weekly flights out of Nairobi, Jomo Kenyatta Airport, to Kisumu is 51 uh, flights a week. Weekly flights between Nairobi and Entebbe are 53 flights a week. 
we are only three flights ahead of Nairobi Kisumu. And this is our biggest trading partner. Yes. And yet we have a national carrier. Now, if Uganda Airlines, for example, went to Kenya and brought the Flavias of Kenya influencers mm. and told them to talk about Uganda, we looked for things that we can transport to Kenya and ask Kenyans to come and spend money in Uganda every week if they knew about our nightlife, our, our visibility. Our visibility. Mm. We would have more frequency between Nairobi and Entebbe. But it's just that we're not... So we know what to do. I don't think we know. Okay. If we knew, we would do. So you think it's a lack of eh? I think it's a lack of knowledge. Okay. Let me tell you, the only, the only, they say out, outward evidence mm-hmm. of input is output. Yes. So if I say I know something, I must have output. Something must show. That yes. I, know. I, yeah. I hear you there. Yeah. I hear you there. Wow. What an interesting conversation. And this has been such a powerful story to tell. I know there's a lot more you could tell to get us there. But as we wind up, Amos, a young man is listening now. The world has definitely changed from when you grew up. There's no smuggling now. Yeah. Oh, it's in different forms now. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's still starting out at that young age, the gems you would leave with them, your parting shots. I think my parting shot is that every human being has got so much potential. Yeah. And when I say every human being, those who follow me on social media, on Twitter, I can tell you that that potential needs right people around you to help you achieve it. It's like if we're talking about my children, for example. I say, I knew that every child of mine has potential in terms of reading, but have sports potential in terms of sport. And the potential is across. Yeah. You know, I see my, you know, my son was I was taken on for national basketball. Recently, last weekend would have easily become number one, Africa's number one if he hadn't fallen on motocross, you know. Yeah. And it's not a general rocket science. It's just that I put the energy in it. They have potential work together. and you made sure to harness that Abs- potential. Absolutely. You have to invest it. This young man by himself, you know, he will wake up every day, do six kilometers of running or either on treadmill or on the road. Mm-hmm. This guy will do his gym. I don't even have to tell him. He understands that hard work beats talent if talent doesn't Any work day. hard. Any day. That is exactly what it is. If you don't put in effort, you're going to go nowhere. The other thing is that find a skill. Right. Put in energy to find a skill. Mm. After you have found a skill, be a good human being. And a skill Unders- is just something you do well. Yes, something you do well. Yeah. It's either crafts or driving. It must be a skill where you are the best around yourself. Right. You know, I want to believe that I'm one of the best you'll find in tourism in this country. But because I've taken so many years of trying to be good in this thing, and I'm still and, learning and it every can day. be a driver, be yes. the best driver. Absolutely. Eh? If you be a cook, be, be the, the best exactly. cook. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. The world is looking for those people. Not just guys who wake up and tweet nonsense. <laughs> no. Troll. They, they troll nonsense, yeah. speak nonsense. No. Avoid that kind of thing if you're a young man. And be a good human being. Yeah. Understand how to position yourself among people. people. Deliver things when you say you're going to deliver. Mm. Deliver on time when you say you're going to deliver on time. You know, when you invited me to come here, I was here on time. Yes. And I talking. expected you on time because I've seen this before. Yes. I know the caliber of person you are. Yeah. Because like you're saying that if people know you for something, they trust you. They yes. To trust. I know almost will. Yes. He will be there. Deliver. He'll be there. Yes. So I hear you. Yes. Wow. And if you can't, please say you can't. Mm. You know, but also start learning to avoid unnecessary expenditures. You see, you can have a great skill. You can have ability to network. You can get the money. Yes. But if you do not have a proper lifestyle, because what kills growth is lifestyle. Mm. It doesn't matter how much money you earn in life. Some people have created basics and added a new list of of basics. basics. You know, I have to have a new phone every month. And a certain type of phone. And a certain type <laughs> yeah. of phone. I have to have a car every every year. I'm, I've driven the same car. I have a 22-year-old car that I drive. I've driven it for the last 22 years. I just look after it well. But one of the ways of growing wealthy is looking well after what you have. Yes. If it's a business, look after it well. Mm. If it's children, look after them well. If it's a family, look after it well. Mm. 
you will struggle with other things. We will all struggle. And no, I'm not perfect, but I know that if you put in efforts, that results. Right. So measure your lifestyle. When we say live within your means, I always said it should be a module at university. Yes. <laughs> Living yes. within your means because yes. people actually don't understand what that means. It sounds like it's they should know, yes. but they don't know. Yeah. And and if you have something of quality, maintain it well. It could yeah. be the people in your life or the items in your life because then they take you longer or they yes. last longer so yes. you don't have to keep spending. I have done more learning than I'm sure my listener, but uh, we're on social media. Amos Wekesa is on Facebook, is on Twitter, is on Instagram. So if you've learned something thing make sure yeah. you hound him and tell him what you learned from his story today thank you so much for joining us your fifth song i would have asked but i assume you're going well, to be friend we have in G. Yes, yes wonderful thank you so much amos for the time yeah thank you so much flavia what a friend.